Iowa everywhere. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. From the Channel Seed Studios, Nick Oson and Jake Brent talk all things Big 12. This is Firmly Entrenched. Powered by Heartland Flags and Gifts. Every team, every sport, every flag. Almost. Here's Nick and Jake on Iowa Everywhere. Hello and welcome to Firmly Entrenched. We're in the Channel Seed Studios on Iowa Everywhere. Of course, presented by Heartland Flags and Gifts, and thank you to Steeple Ridge Bourbon. As always, Nick, let's waste no time. Today, we're going to talk, of course, Hilton Magic striking again. Iowa State beats number two, Houston, 57-53. We're going to talk about Kelvin Sampson's postgame presser. It's uh, bizarre. Some women's hoops, and then we're going to close with a big wildcard weekend preview. But let's not bury the lead. Fred Hoiberg in Nebraska, story of the day, <laughs> beating number one Purdue. Now, uh, that, uh, I mean, they just, they punked Purdue. Yeah, I think, you know, obviously, I, I think it was really impressive. We're going to focus, of course, on on Iowa State and what Mumchilovich and the Cyclones did, which was just incredible. But quite honestly, I saw a lot of Hoiberg tweets, even from kind of my Iowa State connections and you know i think that while it was obvious he had this program humming a little bit more that was a major statement victory from the mayor out there in nebraska yeah that was cool but we're, we're here to talk about iowa state and their win over houston i was there i was in attendance on the floor that was a backyard brawl that was like the 2004 nba finals it was physical. It was punch for punch. There was a flagrant foul. It, it felt like an NCAA tournament game with how both teams approached it. I mean, l- let's just go through the minutes right here. For Iowa State, Milan played 37 minutes. Lipsy, 35. For Houston, Shed, 37. Roberts, 36. Sharp, 37. There was no rat that like this felt like a must win game on both sides. And it was, it was awesome to watch. Yeah. You know, some teams I, I think of, and just follow me along here, Jake, the Miami dolphins in the NFL, they talk about playing basketball kind of on the football field. This was an example of, you know, kind of playing football on the hardwood. I mean, this was just absolutely, it was physical. I love what you said about the minutes Two 
terrific defenses. I mean, there's a reason that Houston is ranked so high, and it's not necessarily uh, because of their offense, though they do have some scores. And Iowa State, you know, I know we're going to get further into this, so I definitely won't mention it too early, but the way that that crowd gets behind them and just kind of gives further energy, specifically, I would say, on the defensive end, which we've seen really throughout the entirety of the Otzelberger era, I think it's something incredible. And I don't think there are many programs in the country. I mean, now that I'm at more arenas and covering more games that have that type of effect that Hilton Arena does, Hilton Coliseum, and it is something that is special to Iowa State and something that I definitely miss as well. You know, the the atmosphere was incredible. So, you know, we got anywhere between 10 and 12 inches of snow in central Iowa from what was that Monday afternoon to Tuesday afternoon. So it's not a lot of time. Snowplows did great, but probably two, three minutes before tip, it looked half those nights were like, Oh, I don't, I don't know what this is going to, this is going to look like, but by the 16 minute mark, I don't know. I'd say it got to three fourths full, but if you were watching on TV with your eyes shut, you wouldn't have been able to tell it was so loud and that that's what makes those crowds so great when you don't have the students there and when there's a snowstorm you're only getting the most diehard of diehard fans and it was it was the smart basketball fans and let me tell you those last four minutes every single time houston was on offense the crowd was just going insane and along with that you expect this out of the Iowa State bench but TJ Otzelberger was so into this game it's serious I'm not exaggerating it felt like an NCAA tournament game just with the intensity everyone on like everyone involved from the crowd to the players to the coaches and this was a game that I don't think Iowa State like on paper should have won because up to that fast 14, nothing lead. But then you go seven minutes in the first half without a field goal. And the catches fire. Absolutely. Jake. And you know, just another really incredible moment in this early, I'll just say post high school career of Milan Momchilovic. We know he's going to be a pro at some point. You know, whether that's one year, two years, it's just so important to kind of take every moment that you get to see, whether obviously you're a fan, media, just a fan of the sport. I mean, it was it was really incredible. And I had, you know, a couple of friends, not even just from Iowa State, texting me about the shot, obviously a Wisconsin kid. And what really stood out to me, you know, it's not like he had a poor shooting night or anything like that. But, you know, the threes, it wasn't necessarily his best night and it just is so impressive to me the confidence that he has in himself obviously to take a shot like that to make it and i know that tj and the staff have put a lot of confidence into him even more than he had already had which was a lot i think it's really impressive and i also want to give you know coach tj Otzelberger and the staff credit because i think it's becoming clear and you obviously can see it even more often than me but in these offensive stretches where maybe they are struggling to find a bucket or they have to kind of play out of the system a little bit, 
I think Milan is going to continue to be the guy that gets them out of those tough stretches, tough droughts. And I just think that speaks to his overall confidence and offensive talent, just so young into the game of college basketball. Yeah. And they weren't, I don't remember the specific X's and O's of it, but that was not the designed play. The, from what Lipsy said in the post game was there were two different options and both of them kind of got blown up. And then it was just Milan calling for the ball with the smaller defender on him, which one, the, the confidence to do that out of any player is, is huge. The confidence of a freshman to do that with the tough quality of shot that was, I mean, that's an all timer that, that's one of those shots that'll be talked about at Hilton forever because I mean, just you know, you've got the short defender on you. You've got the guy coming with the double and then you fade the other way. You're, you're falling towards the baseline, doing a Dirk fadeaway, getting it to go. And then it, it goes without saying, but the free throws Milan sunk two free throws after that to ice the game. And Iowa State only missed four free throws. We got to give them credit because nobody's been more (laughs) vocal about the free throw shooting of this team than I have been. Lipsy had a stretch in the first half. I think he was one of five from the line in the first half. Those four free throws were the only free throws missed by Iowa State all day. Big Rob went four of four. That moment in itself was pretty spectacular. That was in the middle of Iowa State's seven-minute field goal drought. And then Rob got fouled hard. They called it a flagrant, and he hit two free throws. And then a a couple possessions later, hit two more. That changed the momentum of the game, free throws. And that's just, I mean, that's, that's smart basketball fans right there where... You've got a guy who's shooting 45, 50% from the line. He goes four or four and the crowd completely changed. I know Aiden, Aiden was there as a fan. You can probably speak to that moment in the first half. Yeah. The vibes went up at that point. <laughs> cause the, the vibes were trending cause it was 14 yeah. zero. And then I don't know. I think Houston cut it to 2016 at one point Something like that. And yeah. it was just, it was one of those hot starts, but then another offensive drought where obviously Iowa State gets a lot of that blame, but Houston, I want to be sure to give them credit. They are without a doubt, a national championship contender, easily a big 12 contender, easily a final four caliber team. They were just in Iowa State's grill the whole day from the guards to the forwards no shot came easy. And then by the time you got to down the stretch where there were a couple open shots, the legs were just wobbly. There's a lot of shots short on both sides. Yeah. So it's one of those days where, I mean, it's not going to get remembered as a Trey King game, but his nine rebounds totally vital, including the the one on the final possession of the game. It was just uh it was a team win all around where they just found a way to win a game that they really needed to because you 
you fall to 0-2 in conference play. I know you've got Oklahoma State on Saturday, but we've already talked about the stretch that they have. You need every win you can get at Hilton Coliseum, and when you beat the number two team at Hilton, that uh, that sets up nicely for what I predicted to be an undefeated home slate this season just because you know how difficult things are going to be on the road. It, it was a very, very important win. Yeah, I really couldn't agree more, Jake. You know, credit to you obviously calling uh, this victory and, and calling kind of the tough one at Norman. I also want to give a lot of credit to Hassan Ward. I, I think oh, that, yeah. you know, we called it that him coming back would obviously be huge. And I'm not going to say change the trajectory of the team, but obviously change the ceiling. I think that he absolutely did that. You know, shot well, continues to make things tough defensively. I think that the formula for this team is very, very clear. You know, a little bit similar, a little bit to kind of that first year under Otzelberger and the staff kind of when I was there in that first season. It's still going to be defensive oriented. I do like some of the depth of, of the guards in this season. And then, of course, playing through Mumchilovich. But I'm curious, Jake, because you you went ahead before this even and said that you thought it could be an undefeated uh, home slate. Will Iowa State be the underdog at home again in another game this year? I don't – I mean, probably Kansas, just because that that's kind of how things work. But Ken Palm, as of this morning, I think gives Iowa State a 63% chance of winning that mm-hmm. game. The cards are – the cards are set for Iowa State to potentially have an undefeated home slate. But, I mean, we saw it last year. They – had those three weeks in a row back to back to back where they beat top 10 teams inside Hilton Coliseum, but then lost a home game to Oklahoma state, lost a home game to Oklahoma, lost a home game to West Virginia. So it, nothing is a given in this league. And just because you beat the best or the second best team on your schedule at home, doesn't mean that those games against Kansas State against Oklahoma State are just free wins. They're still going to have to show up and do that. But you talked about being underdogs at Hilton, and that was very clearly motivation for Iowa State. And under TJ, they never, I don't know, feels like they never really talk about that chip that they have on their shoulder in press conferences, which is what makes this soundbite from from coach Otzelberger in his postgame press conference that much more unique we were the more resilient team we made more plays and we have you know all the respect in the world for their program and what they've done but um nobody's going to come in here and push us around nobody's going to come in here and bully us nobody's going to come in here and you know not real happy about being underdog not that we follow any of that sort of thing but nobody's going to call us the underdog at Hilton Coliseum I I love that soundbite. One, it's just it's pretty sweet. Just the nobody's gonna come in here to Hilton Coliseum, call us an underdog ever again. That part. But also the my favorite part personally is not that we pay attention to any of that stuff, but let me show you right here clearly that we pay attention to that type of stuff. It's a brilliant display of coach speak of saying what you want to say without saying too much, while also very clearly showing what his motivation 
to his team in the locker room ahead of the game was. And I think it's pretty clear that it worked because they came out with a fire lit under them and really, really played to the crowd and played, I mean, played to defend your home court. You know what that is to me, Jake? This is not why he did it or anything. Like, that was more kind of your reasoning there. But what that clip will be, the end of it, that's one of those clips that either during the Otzelberger era or 30 years from now, that's one played in the top of Hilton Coliseum in kind of a hype video really to kind of open things up because obviously teams do that. And I think it was that perfect and that well said. And, you know, obviously we've both been around TJ covering the team and things like that. You could see kind of the, the emotion and what that meant to him uh, really in saying that I do think it was a motivating piece. It's really hard to disagree with him. Uh, you know, for any of that, I, I think likely if things continue, yeah, the only game that they'll maybe be, an underdog, and I'd say that in quotes, you know, just with kind of the Vegas spread would likely be Kansas. But we've talked about some of their issues, at least early on. So we'll see if this really kind of not lights a fire, but brings some things together for Iowa State and some things that could continue to be cleaned up. But that was, you know, definitely one of those sound bites that was perfect for the moment and could live on for a long time. Yeah, and not just for Iowa State. Was this a big game? Obviously, you pick up a quad one win. I mean, you, you beat what could be a one seed. That's That can sometimes be good enough to bump you up a seed line from a six to a five. But for mm-hmm. Houston, this was important too, just for the realization that you're not in the American anymore. There is no more road trip to Southern Florida. There's no more road trip. Like, Memphis is no longer the toughest place that you have to play each season. You've got to go to Ames. You've got to go to Lawrence, Manhattan, Provo now. Like the the years of losing one or two games are over. They're well within the thick of the grind. And what better way to welcome a team to a conference than their first road trip up to a drunk, pissed off Hilton Coliseum crowd when it was 11 inches of snow on the ground. Yeah, I mean, you you know, you kind of hit on one of my favorite points here and credit to our, our friend and, and colleague, I, I think in, in some forms, uh, Brent Bloom obviously tweeted early. I saw very early in the game that, you know, this isn't the AAC anymore. Welcome to the Big 12. And, and he is exactly right, especially in hoops, when you're talking about in-game atmospheres, I mean, I'll never forget it. I, I think I've said it on the show. I know I said it when I worked there. I remember the first game I covered there. It was just the Baylor game. George Condit had a dunk that made it 8-8, eight to eight, and I looked over at C-Dub, and I'm like, dude, is it like this here all the time? Like, I'm not even kidding. That, that happened. That is a special place. It's a reason why – You know, even the term Hilton Magic, I feel, gets thrown around for a lot of games because you don't need that magic to be said about every home game. It just is what it is. That is how important that place is. The fans always show up, like you said. I mean, the weather conditions, it truly is impeccable, and that's something that, you know, I hope people can see the excitement as well, but it's what makes Hilton the top six to eight arena in the entire country for college hoops yeah and it 
it, it just plays to what we've already talked about this year that I think I would say it's going to be really good at home and have their road struggles. And speaking of home, one way you can spice up your home is a Heartland flag mm-hmm. outside on a pole, inside in your living room, your man cave, whatever it might be. Free shipping to anywhere in the United States online at heartlandflags.com or you can go in-store to 3719 Southwest 9th. Find new products constantly for every team, every sport, every flag. Your NFL teams feeling good about Super Bowl chances, feeling bad about Super Bowl chances. Is your team going to trade Caleb or trade fields, take Caleb Williams, whatever. Show off your team pride with a Heartland flag. Let's move on to Kelvin Sampson. This was just a bizarre post-game press conference. I, I'm not even going to say anything else. Let's just play the clip. I was tired. It was us. us. You know, we were just, um, I don't know what it was. I wish I did. You guys are obviously known for playing a pretty physical brand of basketball, and that seemed to be the whole game for each team. Do you feel like that kind of leaned one way or the other by the end of the contest in terms of one team kind of coming out on top on that battle? Well, one team shot 22 free throws, and the other team uh, shot 12. So, Coach, what were your impressions on the atmosphere tonight? Nothing changed. Um, I remember being here one time, and I think we're up 16 or 17 at halftime, and uh, Jamal Tinsley couldn't hit water if he fell out of the boat from the three-point line, made six threes second half. I'm exaggerating on both counts probably, but um, uh, Larry was the coach, and I've always had great admiration for the fans here, people here. Kevin, you had 12 turnovers in the first half. It was going too fast for them, or? No. No. We just um, we just kind of peed down our leg. Any more questions? Thank you very much. He's good. Thanks, that was just straight bizarre. Short answers, no credit. Looked like he didn't want to be there. Looked like he was sick of the snow. That was crazy. That uh, one of the most uncomfortable and awkward press conferences that I've ever sat through. Yeah, I can't imagine, you know, kind of being there, sitting, kind of feeling the the weirdness and the tension in the air. I will say a little bit of a credit. You know, I'm an optimist. I'll give a little credit uh, to his credit to the fans. But yeah, in terms of the actual game, I mean, obviously just making it seem like, you know, they went in expecting to win. They expected to win last night and not really giving any uh, credit or respect to the Cyclones that obviously neither team played close to their A game, but there's a reason Iowa State got off to that lead and there's a reason that they were able to finish it. So certainly, you know, kind of a weird uh, re-welcoming or re-kind of bringing back to a place like Hilton for Calvin Sampson. Yeah, and he I mean, he referenced it in there. He's been He's been in that building before. Oh yeah, but kind of an awkward way to re reintroduce yourself as one of those new Big Twelve schools. Um, just 
it's not PR 101. We'll, we'll just say that much. But again, he he probably doesn't care what I'm sorry. Probably is not the word. I know he does not care what I think. He doesn't care what Rob thinks. He doesn't care what Connor, Travis Hines, or Randy Peterson thinks. Like that's just it's how it is. But it was uh, it was uncomfortable. But it's given it's given some good Twitter discourse. So at least thanks for that, Samson. I think that probably wraps up our Houston talk. I know we could have gone two hours on that game with. Well, just how much happened, but there there will be a lot of basketball discussion this year. We'll, we'll move in to Iowa State's night game against Oklahoma State on Saturday. We're not going to get too much into this. We've already talked so much men's hoops. Um, this game will be at 5 o'clock. Perfect time to get a big ice cube and a glass and pour yourself <laughs> a glass of Steeple Ridge bourbon. Unless, unless you were at the game last night against Houston maybe want to pull back on the bourbon a little bit just there's a lot of steep forward before that game last night I hope everyone got home safely distilled aged and bottled in Iowa by Lonely Oak Distillery go to your local grocery store or liquor store and request if they don't already have it the Cyclones welcome in Oklahoma State I got to watch the Pokes play on Saturday against Baylor. They took the Bears to overtime. Didn't get the job done. Um, It was a night where Baylor, a team that I would kind of compare to those old Hoiberg teams, they just live and die by the three. They couldn't buy a three, so the game went to overtime. But Oklahoma State is one of those teams that is similar to Iowa State where they just a lot of big physical wings really slow the game down, grind out games. And most Iowa State, Oklahoma State games under Otzelberger have been these grinder types. So I would I would expect sort of the same on Saturday. And then again, it's a letdown potential. You go from what was a very memorable atmosphere to a game where you're still not going to have students and obviously just less buzz about the game in general. So it, there's letdown potential, and it goes without saying, it's a game Iowa State needs to win. You, you you can't beat the number two team in the country and then lose to one of the three worst teams in the in the conference on your home court. Yeah, definitely, Jake. You know, I will say this Oklahoma State team Definitely a little bit worse than I kind of expected uh, coming into the year, obviously well before conference play. It's a, you know, must win or need to win, like you said, simply because of the opponent and the aspirations of the Cyclones, not because of a bad start to the year for Iowa State or anything like that. I'm actually excited about a couple of things. I should be able to watch, you know, this one really in its full entirety, you know, after kind of some of my work early morning with a Badgers game at home, plenty of time to get back, check out Iowa state at home against at Hilton, which will be great. And, you know, I, I like some of their younger talent. I was impressed with some of their guys I'd seen kind of in the summer out in Colorado when I saw Omaha Baloo and, and things of that nature in terms of some of their talent, but overall just not a high end team, certainly not a very high ceiling this year. And it's one that, 
you know, I would go in if I were like a, a fan or, you know, just kind of previewing this game, looking to get those shooting numbers up a little bit, a little more kind of a normal regression to the mean for Iowa State after a tough one against Houston, just in terms of some of those percentages. But that's expected against their defense. And otherwise, yeah, you take care of business there, two and one in conference play. And then I know another uh, tough group of tasks and some road games coming up too for the Cyclones. Yeah, there's actually they'll go to BYU on Tuesday. So we won't, we won't really have, we won't have a show before that game, but we're not going to spend time on that one day. I know the Cougars are 0 two to start conference play. Seems like a more winnable game now than when we talked last, but a uh, quick score prediction for Saturday. And then we'll move on to, uh, the Cyclone women with, with two huge games at Hilton. Yeah, definitely, Jake. You know, I'm curious what the spread will maybe kind of look like for this one, but I see Iowa State, like I said, shooting better, scoring a little bit more, and winning pretty handily. I'll say like a 77-61 type game in favor of Iowa State. Oh, wow. Yeah, I I was going more on the letdown side. I think Iowa State will win this game like 66-62. Okay. I'd have a great taste in the mouth of a lot of Iowa State fans. Well, I'll just put it that way. I've seen too many of these games against Oklahoma State. Hope they prove me wrong. It would be uh it would be nice to take advantage of one of those few kind of chip shot games, might or not chip shot, tap in putt type games that you yeah. should have at Hilton Calls. Think the old TCU and Texas Tech teams in those like early Hoiberg days where those were one of those days where it, you just show up and you should win by 20, but we will, uh, we'll, we'll recap the Oklahoma state and BYU game next week. Two bigger games are on the women's side, two top 25 opponents coming to Hilton Coliseum tonight. It's number 24, West Virginia Baylor. I believe they are ranked sixth. Now will be in Hilton on Saturday at noon. I want to talk more big picture with the women. This will be dated most likely by the time they play West Virginia tonight, but they're off to a three and start in Hilton or in big 12 play with five freshmen playing tons of tons of minutes. Emily Ryan's been back nightmare do still in the starting during the starting lineup too. But other than that, all Freshman and Natabo, I should add. But man, is this team fun to watch. It is incredible to see just how good Addie Brown and Adi Crooks are already. And they've been playing college basketball for two months. It's it's so fun to watch. Yeah, I really think, you know, the, those two players, obviously, that you kind of hit on the in the freshman, Jake, could end up as potential Iowa State all-time grades. I mean, obviously, it was a big deal when they made their commitments to the Cyclones to kind of very highly rated recruits, but they have not disappointed. And I've certainly been impressed, you know, by this coaching job uh, by Bill Fennelly. I know that you'll get into that as well. But really, to me, it's just a, a group, you know, a couple of veterans, but mostly a very young team that is just fully bought into this system. And I think, obviously, that 3-0 and start speaks volumes. Two 
great team, really good to great teams coming into Hilton. I think it'd be terrific to see Iowa State win at least one of those, probably the better shot this evening. Yeah, and I think you can for this team to the 2017 football. And even there's a lot of parallels to this year's football team where just so much youth with not a lot of expectations. I I know the expectation within the, the Iowa State women's basketball program is to make the NCAA tournament, but when you lose, Ken, when you lose Lexi Donarski, one of the best defenders in the country, Danae Fritz, one of the best freshmen in the country last year, you lose so much. And you bring in, like, Fenley was transparent about this at the start of the year. He's like, with these many, with this many freshmen, these girl, these women were worrying about prom seven months ago while Caitlin Clark, Iowa, was playing in the national championship. That's what he said before that game. It, it would have been understandable if this team wasn't anywhere close to the bubble. They're They're firmly on it. And... I think it's similar in the fact to this year's team where maybe not burn. Now it's the trying to think of what the, what the correct word would be. Maybe just complacency with where the program was the last couple seasons, similar to football where back-to-back disappointing years, fans maybe getting a little restless. It, you could say the same thing was happening with the women's basketball program, just losing to Toledo, mass transfers. There's been a new energy within it, and I think the Hilton crowd will reflect that tonight, and certainly on Saturday, assuming we don't get another nine inches of snow, which is looking like it might happen on Friday night. But we talk about the cold. That's going to play a factor in some of these NFL playoff games. We're here in the Channel Seed Studios. Looking like a high of zero in Kansas City on Saturday night for the Dolphins. It's looking like it's going to be somewhere between 68 and 72 degrees inside AT&T Stadium for my Dallas Cowboys on Sunday. I almost said Saturday. Sunday afternoon against... The Green Bay Packers and brother, am I worried? Oh, I'm I'm not gonna sleep. I I mean so whenever I tell people I'm a Cowboys fan, I was like, oh nice. Been a been a good life for you, huh? No. <laughs> they won all their Super Bowls before I was even a thought. Yeah. They've never made a conference championship in my life. They I mean, I've seen them win, gosh, four playoff games since I was old enough to remember. Like, it has not been an easy life as a Cowboys fan. And I, I know, I know how that sounds. Trust me. <laughs> but you Bears fan, and you in 2010. So, um, the Packers, of course, have been a thorn in my side. The Des Cotic game. Dak and Zeke's rookie year, a couple of years later. No, this is not the same Packers team. I know their defense is bad. I know this should not be a game that keeps me up at night, but trust me, brother, until I until I see it, I will not believe it. 
Well, Jake, my friend, I totally understand. One of my best friends, oldest friends, you know, we were texting during uh, last week's game, you know, Cowboys game. I was like, oh, dude, they look so good. You know, hope you're excited for the playoffs. And the Packers were just one of the few teams he really did not want to see. I think that there is kind of this air about them, like that they're playing with house money a little bit, that they even got to the playoffs. I do like their offense. I don't think their defense is very good. I think the Cowboys can carve them up. But like you mentioned, the playoff history there, and that's been tough for you guys for sure. Personally, I'm not saying they're going to the Super Bowl, but I actually think this is the year you see not one, but a couple playoff wins for your Cowboys, my man. Yeah. When So as they were beating the Commanders, it, it was a lock that they're going to be the two seed. And the Niners were up two scores on the Rams with their backups. So at that point, it looked like it was actually going to be Cowboys-Rams, assuming they lost. And then as they came back, I'm like, dang it, I don't want to play the Packers. But the more I thought about it, like, you know what? Take the logo off the helmet. I think I'd rather see the Packers than the Rams. Just coaching i'm very high on jordan love but still quarterback play i'd rather see a rookie quarterback than matt stafford and then i i mean i'm terrified of cooper cup puka nakua so i i think the cowboys will win but my sleep average might go down from from eight hours a night to five hours a night we'll, we'll just say that much who that you mentioned you don't have them making the Super Bowl, because I don't either. What is your Super Bowl prediction? So part of it, it's, you know, it's just kind of like repetitive. I, I think that a lot of people have them, but I will say I picked it with a good friend before the year. So I do think the Niners come out of the NFC, which don't think will upset too many people listening here. Obviously a Cyclones legend at the helm there. And then for the AFC I just don't want to pick both ones, even though that very well may happen this year. I'm going to go with my preseason pick. Maybe they figure it out. Kansas City Chiefs. Dude, if the Chiefs aren't dead this year, will they ever be dead? Like, (laughs) Kelsey is not. I'm not going to be the guy that comes out and says he's washed. I think that's ridiculous. But he's not the same guy. Yeah, he's clearly a couple years older and then they don't have receivers, but they go from like, could this team beat Cleveland in a playoff game? Could they, and then they just luck in to this Dolphins team that is beat up very has what I think is a very limited quarterback against a team that to cold weather. And on top of that, hasn't beat a good team on the road all year. So uh, I said for like the last month, I'm picking against the chiefs, no matter who they play date. I, I think you're, I think the chiefs will win. I'm going to stick with the Niners in the NFC. Um, I, I truly think there's only two teams in the NFC that can make the super bowl. And I think it's the Cowboys and the 49ers mm-hmm. on paper. The Lions should, I just don't trust Dan Campbell. He he's the guy to blackjack table. That's got an 18. 
and he hits on a four. Like <laughs> it, it's what has gotten Detroit back to where they are. But man, four games in a row or, or th- three games in a row to make the Super Bowl. I just don't trust him not being a moron. And I, I actually think the Rams are going to go into Ford Field and beat him on, on Sunday. And it's going to be an incredible storyline. In the AFC, I agree with you. I I think my upset of the playoffs is going to be clean. We still have not seen Lamar do it in the playoffs. Granted, he's got much better weapons now. Dave Flowers is is incredible, and man, this lively guy. He's a he's a great tight end. Not to mention Chuck Kohler, but I think uh, I think it's going to be Buffalo. Just w- with the way I think things will play out, it'll be San Fran Buffalo. As unlikely as that may have seemed, like a month ago when it didn't look like the Bills were even going to make the playoffs. But again, kind of what I talked with Dan Campbell. feel like I know I'm going to wake up in a month and be like, I can't believe I picked Josh Allen to, to go and not be an idiot for three weeks in a row. Just because you watched him in that Miami. Yeah, Jake, you know, honestly, it's, it's funny because Josh Allen, he's not one of my favorite players, but just the way that he plays sometimes. And the fact that while you can never kind of consider something a for sure win with him, you also can't really count them out, which I think is very much exemplified by, yeah, being six and six, then running the table. And, you know, I'll be honest, I bet on him a couple of those. So like that helped out. Certainly there was just this faith. So while I want mine to happen, just because I like a lot of the guys on the chiefs and I picked um, Niners chiefs before the year, I like your pick better in terms of kind of that path. I wouldn't be shocked at all to see two ones. I would be more surprised not to see either one seed this year, because like you mentioned, even though there's kind of a lot of individual talent, I don't love the one through six, one through seven in the NFC, maybe as much as some of the kind of depth and dangerous teams you'll see in the AFC. But I think we can both agree, even though my bears did not make it, it is an awesome time of year. We spent so much time talking about college basketball and of course, NFL playoffs, straight up are right up there for me with anything probably just under March madness for me in the playoffs. Yeah, dude, it's, it's a fun time of year. You've got something on all the time. I, uh, I absolutely love it. I love this show. Love you guys. This was a, it was a fun, fun game yesterday to break down and awesome, we'll, uh, we'll be back to break down a two and a week. Next week on Firmly Entrenched on Wednesdays on Iowa Everywhere. Thanks for tuning in. Of course, as always, thanks to Heartland Flags and Gifts, Steeple Ridge Bourbon. We're in the Channel Seed Studios. We'll see you next week. Iowa Everywhere.